ESPN 1000 Chicago's Cottage Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2, Chicago's home for sports. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hope. Welcome in. It's Chicago's College Tailgate here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Tyler Aki this week. We're presented by Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey and Northwestern Athletics. We love college football. We love talking college football. We love watching college football. And today is arguably the best day of the college football season. It's rivalry week. Week 13 in college football, the final week of the regular season, and we have three top 25 matchups to look at today and to get excited about, uh, starting with the big game, the game, Michigan at Ohio State in the horseshoe, Fox, 11 a.m. to kick off your day. That's right. Tell whoever you need to tell. You have plans early in the day. We will get you out of it. Just tell them to do contact Black and Aki. We will get you out of it. We have a top five matchup. Michigan, Ohio State in this game throughout the years has given us classic moments to kind of seal a great college football season, but also some great Heisman moments throughout the year. Can't wait to watch this one and see what C.J. Stroud could do for the Buckeyes today. I, I, listen, C.J. Stroud on one end, so much fun to watch. Blake Corm on the other end, super fun to watch as well. Um, and then there's just some some pieces scattered about like I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the most impressive player in college football. I mean, some of the catches that he makes, he looks so Sunday ready as just a sophomore. And I think a lot of Bears fans have the envy of, damn, I wish that guy was in this year's draft when you know you're going to probably have a high pick. Right. Like, can, can you draft the rights to someone or something like that? I think Bears fans would love to do that this well, year. And, and Tyler, uh, you mentioned that. And that's funny because uh, I also saw this morning someone was tweeting out the list of the scouts that will be at this game today. And the Bears have two. Uh, most teams have like one person going. Mm-hmm. The Bears have two scouts at today's game. So maybe they're putting dibs on mm. players for the future. I, I, it, it should be fantastic uh, at the horseshoe as one of the all time great rivalries. In college football, Michigan and Ohio State face off today. And obviously, we've been talking about the the college football playoff and what this means. Uh, Both teams, this is a matchup where you could get to the Big Ten championship game. You can win the, the championship of the conference, but also... You solidify a stamp into the college football playoff from from what yes. I I think is like if either of these teams lose in the Big Ten championship game, if they win today, you're likely to still get in to the college football playoff. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, even if you do end up tripping up in the, the Big Ten championship, OK, you're not going to be the two seed, but you'll probably be the four seed, right? Maybe even the three seed, too, depending on who that fourth team could be. I I think that this game, I mean, we've never really seen this game hold as much importance as it has the last two years, where there's a literal playoff spot on the line. Part of that is because Michigan's been down for some time, and now they're starting to get back into the, the, the Michigan way, the Michigan team that we're used to seeing. But seeing this game have the magnitude that it has, and it being 
a revenge game, too, for C.J. Stroud. Like, I feel like that's one of the aspects of this game that you get back to the horseshoe this year. It's going to be a rowdy crowd, too. They always do it up big in, in Columbus for this game. I'm really excited to see how this one plays out. I think the, the injuries are certainly going to be a a factor in this one on both sides. Like, how limited is Quorum going to be? How limited are the backs for uh, Ohio State going to be as well? I saw there's some offensive line issues, too, for Ohio State, it looks like, as well. So a lot of questions on the injury front, too. But this is such a big game, and you're, you're playing for your season right here. And uh, Tyler said it. Michigan hasn't played at the Horseshoe since 2018. And, and when we look at this rivalry, it goes back to 1969 with Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes, uh, which started the 10-year war between the two schools. You could go back to the 91 game where Michigan just blew out Ohio State. Both teams are ranked 31-3. to The moment there, Desmond Howard gets the touchdown on a punt return 93 yards with the famous Heisman pose in the end zone, which then he goes on to win later. You also talk about Heisman moments. Charles Woodson, 1997, he gets the interception. He also returns a punt 78 yards for his score, kind of solidifying. There's the classic moment of Charles Woodson walking off the field with the rose in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show that in all the, the cut-ups of great college football games. They always show that one. Uh, Maurice Claret had had a big game back in the day uh, for Ohio State when they were ranked two and, and the Wolverines were 12th in a, in a win for Ohio State. There are games in this rivalry that go back and forth. 2003, the 100th game in the series. Number five, Michigan beat number four, Ohio State, 35 to 21. That was a fantastic game. You have the 2006 game where the top ranked teams in the country face off in this game. Do you remember that game in 2006? Vaguely. I would have been nine years old. Yeah, number one, Ohio State. They beat Michigan, number two. It was 42 to 39. Uh, and it was a, a big lead early for Ohio State, twenty-eight to fourteen. That kind of solidified that one. And you're right. In recent years, Tyler, this rivalry seems to be back in the the mix as far as important games. 2016 was a huge game. The second-ranked Buckeyes beat number three Michigan, thirty to twenty-seven in double overtime. That was a fantastic game. It was a fourth and one that was converted, uh, which Jim Harbaugh is still protesting. Uh, Urban Meyer and Harbaugh going back and forth after that one. JT Barrett played well in that game as uh, Harbaugh continues to say bitter to this day that that was not a first down, the fourth and one that that led to the Buckeyes winning. So arguably, this is the best rivalry in college football. And today should be another chapter in the storied rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State. And it kicks off your day. 11 o'clock on Fox should be a great game. I you know, I don't usually love the biggest game of the day being played at 11 o'clock, but it feels right with these two teams, right? Like, yes. this game, even though there's so much on the line, like, usually this game, if it were any other week, if it was just, like, these, this sort of matchup, two versus three, you're talking about this game as, all right, ABC, 6.30, let's do it under the lights, all that, right? But, no, it feels right 11 a.m., as the big nooner on Fox, like it's the perfect situation and it's the perfect way the Big Ten is deciding a playoff spot. Boy, here at Good Karma Brands, we're a proud partner of ESPN, but what a week for Fox. <laughs> I mean, yesterday with the U.S. and England uh-huh. playing, and then today you get Michigan, Ohio State, uh, quite the week 
for the Fox. And then they also had a, a Thanksgiving game of uh, Giants-Cowboys. The most, right? what, it was the most watched That's NFL it. game ever, I think. 42 million people yeah. watched most that Most watched game? regular season game ever, yeah. Ever in NFL history was watched on Thursday afternoon with the Cowboys and the Giants. So quite the week for Fox. My God. All right. So we have Michigan, Ohio State. Here's Jim Harbaugh on the rivalry with the Buckeyes. It's a tremendous team. And yeah, we're very we're very grateful to um, to be in this position to be playing in this game. Um, you know, winner takes the East. You know, winner takes all right there. So um, strong opponent and um, it's the it's the kind of situation that gives you the opportunity to display how strong our team is. Um, you know, there's, there's no need to hate. You know, be grateful for the opponent. It's like superheroes. Uh, it's through a strong opponent that you get to find out who you are. Uh, they have a lot of players that are really good. They got great players. We got great players. They have great coaches. We have great coaches. They have players with Heisman habits. We have players with Heisman habits, and congratulations. Um, you know, be grateful for having the opportunity to play in this kind of big game. So there's Jim Harbaugh. Now, I'm going to say this, Tyler. In years past here on Chicago's College Tailgate, we have pointed out how strange, how weird uh, Jim Harbaugh has become throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not got a lot of that this season. He has seemed to, to course correct and he has seemed to be less strange this college football season. And actually, what he said there, it actually makes a lot of sense. They are like two superheroes standing at, uh, looking at each other, ready for battle. Both great powers have respect for the opponent. And this is what makes legacies is, is situations and games like that. I don't find what he said there to be that strange when in years past... He seemed lost. He seemed like he was looking past those he was talking to and, and wandering through the wilderness. He he seemed off the last couple of years. Harbaugh actually, to me, has not seemed that strange this year. Well, he's the king again, right? Like yeah. he can do no, no wrong now. Like two years ago, back in the weird days, <laughs> yeah, he was he, strange. Well, actually, no, he's still weird. He's still weird. <laughs> Have you seen his daughter's TikToks? No, it's just Jim in the wild, and she just films her dad like doing weird stuff. uh, It it was over the summer they went on a a vacation to to Rome and went to Italy, and it was just him like at the 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 pool and like walking around with his shirt off. And no, you know what, Harbaugh's still weird, still weird, still weird. Yep. All right, he strikes me as a terrible hang. No, yeah, no, he seems like like, he's just like uncomfortable at dinner. Well, yeah. yeah, well, he, he's ready to get to the next place, the next spot. <laughs> he want, He's ready for the next uh, challenge. Come on, guys. Dude, bad hang Harbaugh? Is that yeah, what we're saying? Bad hang. Right. Uh, well, maybe maybe you guys would uh, say that Ryan Day is a good hang. Uh, our teammate up in uh, Milwaukee, Jen Latta, she works for ESPN as well. Uh, she had a sit-down with Ryan Day looking ahead at the rivalry. That'll do it! Wolverine Nation! The long drought is over. Ohio State is vanquished. Ohio State was out physical last year, by all accounts. How did that affect how you built your team this year and the things you've done since then? Well, I think there's been there's, there's a lot of opinions, a lot of comments that are made after games, and that's their opinions. It's, it's our job to identify what we think is real and what we think we need to get fixed, and that's what we did this whole offseason. 
Last year, Jim Harbaugh said that some people are born on third base. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple, you know, <laughs> but they didn't. When he was asked if that was in reference to you specifically, he said no comment. Did you think that it was in reference to you? Yeah, no comment. How do you handle criticism when it comes from other people in that space? Um, you know, when you when you listen to criticism or praise, they're, they're both the same. That's the way that I look at it. And when you listen to criticism or praise from somebody else, that means you respect their opinion more than you respect your own. And um, that's just the way I look at it. It's called the game for a reason. It's the biggest game of the year. Really don't like each other. Before you got involved in this rivalry, what was the biggest rivalry you'd ever been a part of? Growing up, just being in New England, you know, watching uh, the Celtics and the Lakers, watching the Red Sox and Yankees, you know, I, I learned at a young age that, you know, your identity can be when you put that hat on. It's easy to understand how much this means to so many people, um, and it becomes your identity when you wear the block O, um, and for 365 days out of the year, it really comes down to how you play in this game. And, um, and that's a huge responsibility that we, that we take very, very seriously. We've talked before about how you can have an exceptional season, and yet you're oftentimes judged and measured by how things go in this game. When it comes to pressure and standards, what's your relationship with those two terms in regards to being the head coach at Ohio State? Well, if, you, if you're ultra-competitive, this is what you want. You want to be at the best. You want to be uh, the top 1% of 1%, and that's, that's what Ohio State football is all about. That's why we've worked so hard to get back to this moment right here. The most anticipated edition of the game. It's been a year in the making. Every minute that goes by that I'm not working on this game, I feel anxious because, you know, everything has to go to this game. That's all that matters. So there you go. Ryan Day with Jen Latta, our teammate up in Milwaukee here at Good Karma Brands, uh, featured on College Game Day earlier today on ESPN television. The big game. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, 11 a.m. Fox today should be a classic, another chapter in the historic rivalry. We're going to talk about the best rivalries in college football coming up next. And also, how does the day go for the Big Ten West? Who can win the Big Ten West? Do the Illini still have a chance? We'll talk about that coming up next. Chicago's College Tailgate Show with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's College Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. Follow them on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Now back to more on Chicago's home for sports. Here are your hosts, Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. Tyler Aki today, filling in for Adam Abdallah. It's Chicago's College Tailgate right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to continue talking about the best rivalries in college football. A big day today. We have three top 25 matchups. We have the Iron Bowl. We have Notre Dame, USC, and then Michigan, Ohio State. A lot of great college football action today. But Tyler, we also have the Big Ten West. And the Big Ten West never seems to disappoint as far as it uh, comes to surprising how how low the quality of football <laughs> can be out of the Big Ten West. Yesterday, Nebraska beats Iowa 24-17. to Iowa uh, storming back at the end uh, to get to 17 points. But for the most part of the game, it looked like a blowout in favor of the Cornhuskers. Uh, so Iowa knocks themselves 
out of the conversation to win the Big Ten West, which is notable because today at 2.30, Illinois is on the road at Northwestern. Northwestern's 1-10, Ryan Field, the setting, the Illini, 7-4. They have an opportunity to get to the Big Ten championship game. They need some things to go their way, though. Illinois has to win today against Northwestern, and then Purdue... At the same time, 2.30, Big Ten Network. Purdue on the road against rival Indiana. Indiana 4-7, Purdue 7-4. Purdue has to lose for Illinois to get to the Big Ten West, uh, to win the Big Ten West and get to the Big Ten Championship game. So two games in the Big Ten, Illinois Northwestern, Purdue Indiana, still matter in the West. And both Purdue and Illinois double-digit road favorites as well. So if everything chalks up, it'll go Purdue's way. But... I, I'll say this, <laughs> Purdue, yeah. big basketball win last night, 18-point win over Gonzaga. You okay. usually don't double up here. Oh. You're either a football school or a basketball school, and we have reached basketball season. So a big win over Gonzaga. I am ruling out Purdue as a feasible candidate to win the Big Ten West as a result. Congratulations to the Illinois Fighting Illini. But no, in all, in all <laughs> seriousness, though, I would love to see, I love to see the overachieving team get the spots in these situations. And yeah. I have more confidence in Indiana to go out and beat Purdue than I yeah. do in Northwestern to go out and beat Illinois. Um, but, like, you look at the win totals from this year. You've got an Illinois team that came in four and a half was their win total. Purdue and Iowa, they were each at seven and a half. I would love to see Illinois go out, not just for the local angle of it all, but because they are a team that's just surprised this year they went out are well coached did well in the transfer portal and they have a stud running back in chase brown all of that kind of coming together and brewing this magical season i would love to see illinois take that next step and get to indy i'm totally i i totally agree with you i i think illinois has been a fun story in the big 10 this season uh totally unexpected for them to be this good this early their defense is fantastic when you look at what illinois has been able to do to this point defensively they ranked sixth in all the country as far as uh, defensive efficiency. Uh, So really the ability to play great defense but also to run the football has been the calling card of this Brett Bielema team. And I agree with you. I I think Northwestern has been highly disappointing. Uh, Once again they're they're sitting there. You know, they get the pop-up decent year every once in a while and then people say, ah, it's okay because they were good. But it seems as if in the last couple of years Northwestern is not getting the same type of productivity as far as progress of a of a football team going forward and and that's where uh, Pat Fitzgerald you know no one wants to talk about uh hot seat or or perhaps someone else could do better in this situation because it seems like northwestern fans are just happy with their lot in life uh just occasionally being okay in the Big 10 West but a 1 in 10 season facing Illinois your rival of Illinois who is a favorite by 15 points today if they blow out Northwestern that's going to be a very bad look for for the Wildcats as far mm-hmm. as the season goes on the season 1 in 7 in the Big 10 1 in 10 on the season that's a tough way to go in the Big 10 West you mentioned Purdue. It, it should be a closer game between Purdue and Iowa. There are a couple of other matchups in the Big Ten today. Uh, Rutgers at Maryland. That's an 11, 11 o'clock kick on Big Ten Network. Sounds fun. Michigan. I mean, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. That's a 2.30 ESPN game. That that should be a decent game. Neither team playing for the, uh, for the west side, though. And then uh, Michigan State, Penn State. 
Also a game at 3 o'clock on FS1. So that's your full schedule breakdown of the Big Ten today. Obviously the classic, the game everyone's going to be paying attention to, talking about Michigan, Ohio State, 11 o'clock Fox should be a great game and uh, obviously the highlight game of the day and the biggest rivalry game. And when we talk, Tyler, about the best rivalries in college football uh, today, we have Michigan, Ohio State. The Iron Bowl is today bef- between Auburn and Alabama. Uh, USC Notre Dame play tonight. Uh, sometimes that game gets bumped to middle of October, but now you get it at the end of the season, which historically it has been played as the final game between these two teams for many years. Uh, so if I asked you, what is the best rivalry in college football, where would you go? I would go to the Iron Bowl. I think one of the most vivid memories of sports that I have is the kick six. And, I mean, you and I were talking during the break, too. There's nothing better than local college sports radio guys, right? Like, yeah. the, the the Auburn's going to win the football game call is one of the most iconic. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, he's my got, God. He's got the edge. Auburn's going to win the football game. I'm going to win there, the football game. There's nothing more iconic than that call. And so, for me, it's I'm always going to remember the the kick six because it's one of one of the the greatest moments in college football history. Okay, so here, here's my list. I I have I have five. Even though I have six rivalries mm-hmm. down, my list is for five. But uh, I, I start with Florida, Florida State. I watched the game last, last night. night. It was great throughout the years. And Brock Osweiler was very fired up for for the game. In his intro, he was basically doing a wrestling monologue about how great when he was a kid out in Montana watching Florida, Florida State play in the early 90s, playing for national championships. And I agree with him. I you know, being uh, someone who's 37, a millennial, the, the mid-90s was like the wheelhouse of growing up and enjoying sports. And those Florida-Florida State rivalry games were, were fantastic. And last night didn't disappoint. The highest scoring game in the, the rivalry was last night between Florida State-Florida. Florida State wins the game. I have Florida-Florida State at five. I also have an asterisk. Michigan-Notre Dame, I think, is a great rivalry. Not a part of Rivalry Weekend. It's always played earlier in the season. But I think throughout the years here in the Midwest, that's a good rivalry matchup. I like the Apple Cup. I like I do too. And it is my favorite, like the if you were to call it a bowl. Yeah. Like, it's the Apple Cup. What a great yeah, name. Yeah, it's fun. Washington, Washington State. <laughs> always is, gets weird. It's a weird, fun, usually a late night Pac twelve game. I love that game. I put that at four. Number three, USC, Notre Dame. I'm a USC fan, but I think the history of the, the rivalry, like it dates back to 1926 when when both teams played at Soldier Field with, with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig sitting in the, in the stands. And, and there's, um, there's all, it was like the second highest attended football game in college football history was played at Soldier Field between uh, USC and Notre Dame. And, and throughout the, the years of the Western school against the Midwest in the Newt Rockney and, and the whole thing to me, I just love. Number two, I have the Iron Bowl. I think the Iron Bowl and what happens in the South is just different. It hits yes. differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll give credit to the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. And number one for me, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I, I think it really lives up to what the rivalry of college football and the two schools and how Ohio State doesn't refer to Mi- Michigan by name, the, the school up north, and just back and forth, coaches hating each other, players hating each other, the same recruiting grounds. The whole thing to me is the best. 
best rivalries in college football. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Brandon in Oakbrook, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brandon? What's up, fellas? Happy belated uh, Thanksgiving, man. It's Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, I'm always listening, though. Even What's if up, I man? don't call, trust me. I'm listening. <laughs> hey, check this out. I got a quick programming question, man. Yeah. After this is over with in a couple of weeks, are you guys going to move to college basketball for Saturday? College basketball returns in the spring, Brandon, so it'll be uh, a few crazy? weeks. Okay, what? My God, what's the well, we'll talk to Tyler Rocky. He's sitting right we here. Do have, your, we do have the Basketball U, U right podcast. Here. You can get the podcast, uh, all, all things right, college man. basketball. <laughs> I just wanted to show like this on Saturday where it was all college basketball. Yeah. But, uh, let me let me get to my point, a couple sure. of points real, real quick, guy. I'm on the other side of this, man. I'm so disappointed in Illinois football, man. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't let those two losses back-to-back home against Michigan State and Purdue go, man. That, that, that falls on the coaches, man. You can't lose two consecutive games at home to teams that bad. That's all coaches. This thing with Brad Beaver, man, he did a great job, but I'm, I'm sick of him just running 80% of the time. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. DeVito could throw the ball. It's so predictable. First second down run to Brown. I guarantee you he's going to the defensive line is stacking the box and then you have a quarterback who is not an option quarterback so they know he's not going to keep it. Duh! And it's like they could throw the ball. If he could throw they have receivers but he refused on first and second down. And it's just it's almost elementary. Come on man you're making yourself too predictable to go and just let me say this man yeah. I hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, Brandon. Love it. But I'm telling you, I hate Notre Dame. But but you know where I stand. But what Lincoln Riley did to my Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> so I'm in a pickle today. I, I don't want to see Lincoln succeed at all. But I have to say this. I'm going to have to root for USC just for the simple fact that USC has an extra game. So in that Pac-10 championship game, whether it's Oregon or the uh, or uh, the other team, Washington, uh, Utah, or Utah. Utah. I would be. I, I get a chance to root against them one more time, and, <laughs> and I don't understand. Well, I understand it's not the SEC, but it, it, it kills me that you got Ohio State and you got Michigan. If this was the SEC and they had two teams this undefeated, they would already be talking about. Oh, it's a classic game, and the winner still gets in. The yeah, big, the big team is so disrespectful that they're not even considering who loses this game, especially if Michigan, they just out automatically. But I guarantee you, if this was even Auburn, I'm not going to even say Georgia or Alabama, if this was just Auburn, they would be like Auburn's in because they were undefeated along the way. I mean, they, they kill me with this, the media, man. This can still be considered because Clemson is not that good. And, and, and I hope it's a classic. Just the fact so we can make an argument for the Big Ten. But if this was the SEC – Media will already be saying one loss still gets you in this late in the season, undefeated, and you guys know it. I love you guys. Appreciate our listen. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for the passion. Thanks for the phone call. That's a great call. And uh, Brandon, if you want to root against Lincoln Riley, you can have Alex Grinch back, defensive coordinator for USC. You're more than welcome to take him back if, if you'd like uh, this off season. I, I say this: we're talking rivalries, Tyler. Uh, thank God that Ohio State is wearing their traditional uniforms. Yes. Rivalry games. I hate the alternative uniforms. Yes. If it is a rivalry game, wear your traditional uniforms. As a college football fan, I cannot stand when the Buckeyes roll out in the black helmets and the black unis. Mm-hmm. Your Ohio State, wear the scarlet and, and, and the, the save silver. That per, save that. 
for Penn State. Yes, Save for it, Penn yes. State. That's a perfect pe- yes. we're playing Penn State uniform. Yes, but when you face off against your rival, wear the traditional uniforms. It makes it look better. All right, Black and Aki, Chicago's College Tailgate, where we're going to preview Notre Dame and USC coming up. And also, Matt Rule is taking a job in college football. Matt Rule is back in college football. We'll tell you where next. More college football talk is right around the corner. Chicago's College Tailgate Show. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Need to get schooled on the latest in the world of college football? This is Chicago's College Tailgate with Black and Abdallah. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Here are your hosts, Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. We're about 20 minutes away from Michigan, Ohio State kicking off in the horseshoe. College game day and also the big nooner broadcast on Fox both. Broadcasts are at the Ohio State campus this weekend, and you can see the live footage of the teams warming up. Should be a classic 11 o'clock on Fox for that game. We also have later on tonight a huge game. Notre Dame on the road in Southern California. ABC 630, USC hosting Notre Dame. USC's 10-1, Notre Dame 8-3. Should be a good game right now. The spread's for USC, the favorites. Drew Pine, can he handle the USC? Wait, what? No, USC's defense is terrible. They do intercept the ball, though. So Drew Pine with five interceptions on the season. Maybe he throws a pick to the opportunistic defense of the Trojans. But outside of that, if if Notre Dame sticks to the run game, they should have a lot of success today. They're averaging 191 yards on the ground, and USC is giving up almost 150 per game on the ground. So this battle uh, defensively for USC just stopped the the fighting, uh, fighting Irish enough to allow your offense to thrive because I think Caleb Williams and the offense will have a good day for USC. I'm with you there. And even the you bring up the rushing numbers there, allow, allowing around 150 per game, but they're allowing 4.6 yards per carry. And what happens is, because that sounded kind of light when you said the 150 there, but it's because teams have to play catch-up. Yeah. And you can really only play catch-up by throwing the football, so they abandon the run. I don't think Notre Dame's going to abandon the run in this game. I think if they, they have to stick to it, in this one, they've got some talented backs, and they don't have the best passing game either. They're not an offensive-oriented team, but they can give USC some trouble on the ground. And if they can shorten the game a little bit by by sticking to the run, um, I think Marcus Freeman, we'll see what he has dialed up. for. You're a defensive-minded coach. What do you have dialed up for one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football on the other side with Caleb Williams? You know, we're, we're talking about the USC defense, Tyler, and USC's defense is 63rd in the country as far as defensive efficiency. So when you look at USC, this is a team that wants to be in the college football playoff. This is a team that wants to be in the championship conversation. Uh, what happened to the team that has probably a worse defense but was in that conversation last weekend? It was Tennessee. They're 73rd in defensive efficiency. Defensive efficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think USC is as bad as Tennessee, but when you are that bad defensively, things get out of hand, and then it's tough 
for a great offense to kind of make up that ground. Uh, but yeah, Caleb Williams could today be his Heisman moment. He had quite the game last weekend against UCLA. And uh, that's where tonight's matchup, Notre Dame and USC, one of the best rivalries in all of college football, Southern California, 6.30 tonight on ABC. 2.30, we have the Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama. That will be a good game as well. And, you know, we're, we're talking about the college football playoff throughout the week here. And uh, you know it's a big deal when they get first take to start mm. sparring about the college football playoff. A little fine bomb uh, in there. A little fine bomb, a little Stephen A., a little Mad Dog Oh, Russo Mad Dog at the in. party. Uh, Mad Dog is there to defend USC. And boy, I didn't know an East Coast New York guy was going to be so into USC wow. football. Ta- take a listen to first take. Just just people yelling at each other about college football. Isn't it great? Isn't that how a college football is supposed to be? They're, they're, the, they're going to win a conference championship, number one, in the Power Five. They have the best football player in the country, and they play in Los Angeles. You don't think that's the fact that we're them making a decision? Oh, okay. With now two teams now where you play, it's okay, so they, they, get, they get five points for being in L.A. I mean, dog, oh, what, what world do you live in? Oh, it helps. You don't think it helps Notre Dame all these years getting into the final four? I don't care where Notre they Dame? are. Well, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame has beat, But they get in all the time because it's Notre Dame. Not in football. Yes, they not in football. You're crazy because you keep holding on to the past. Got to let it go. Well, right. Notre Dame is not what it used to be. Now, I like this coach, and I believe in him. And he's got them playing good football right now. And this game against USC is going to be important. But don't think for one second that he's going to get you into the college football playoffs because you know Notre Dame. They kick rocks with that. I don't care about the contract for NBC. I don't care about the luxurious position. Too. Don't matter anymore. No, 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 no. That ain't going to cut it. You need to stop that. Tennessee, the new rock me are over. LSU lost to Tennessee, forty to thirteen. Tennessee on Sunday okay. on Saturday okay. night went into South Carolina and gave up sixty-three it points. It, it was bad. And you're going to tell me that LSU with two losses? LSU <laughs> lost to Florida State out of the ACC. So we are going to take LSU to keep to beat Georgia, who didn't, who doesn't need the game, who doesn't need the game. Who doesn't need the game, George? You mean they don't need, they don't need the SEC they don't championship. Need to win they, the don't game. Need, they don't need the SEC championship. <laughs> Would you rather win they the don't SEC need championship how or the about national how championship? How about both? How about both? They lost the SEC championship last year and, and won the national title. Right, that's what they That's what they were both. What about both? You're going on field and playing for the SEC on conference championship. LSU, Paul, LSU lost to Florida State at home in New Orleans. And they got destroyed by Tennessee. USC lost one game by two points on a two-point Okay, okay. All right, there you, you tell go, him, Molly. There, there it is. Uh, uh, Fine bomb, uh, Mad Dog Russo, and Stephen A. Uh, it's like the arguing. Avengers coming in at uh, Endgame. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like our Uber just took a wrong turn on Lower Wacker, and there are just three guys on on the corner down there just yelling at each other, standing over an open fire in a garbage can, just screaming at each other over. Absolute nothing. You know, I, I, I laugh every single time I hear someone call Mad Dog just dog. Dog. <laughs> Especially when it's fine, Bob. Dog. 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 Paul. The East Coast Paul. version of Paul. Of they ain't played nobody, Paul. They ain't played nobody. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so Mad Dog Russo in support of USC because they're in Los Angeles. And uh, Stephen A. not having it because the days of Newt Rockney no longer exist, which which is kind of true. Notre Dame yeah. is not quite what it used to be, but it is impactful when they when they win. 
uh, and they've had a good end of the season. And and to be honest, this could really make their season. If they beat USC today, any questions about Marcus Freeman that we saw earlier in the year would immediately dissipate. Uh, Marcus Freeman was on SportsCenter earlier this week talking about the rivalry with USC. Um, it's a rivalry for us, and uh, what a huge rivalry. And I'm still learning. You know, I think last year, um, my first year here, I knew it was a rivalry. Um, it was during the middle of the season. Um, but now being the last game of the year, um, you know, and obviously me being a head coach, you, you really try to study up on the history. This is a long, um, long-lasting rivalry that's gone back to the 1920s and uh, has been played over 90 times in terms of us two opponents. And, uh, you know, I want our players to understand the rivalry behind this game and, and understand the importance of it, but understand the challenge we have. You don't have to turn on the film very long to realize uh, the great opponent we're going to face on Saturday. Yeah, as a defensive guy, what's the film tell you about Caleb Williams? <laughs> he's special. He is special, and, uh, you know, he does uh, – he's a rare talent. And the things he does with the ball in his hands, the decisions he makes, the ability to put him into tight spaces and to uh, extend plays with his legs, he's so hard to bring down. And um, we, we know we're going to have a challenge ahead of us. You had said a second ago this rivalry does date back to the 1920s. So just the game in and of itself speaks for itself. But now Notre Dame, you guys sitting at eight and three. You can finish the season nine and three, but you also have a chance to play playoff spoiler to USC. Do you allow that talk at all this week? That's not what our motivation is. Our, our motivation is, one, understanding the rivalry, the, the opportunity to play in this game, but two is the opportunity to be called a winner. And, and that's something that I believe in is that you have the competitive spirit that we, we, we demand here that the chance to be called a winner is the greatest um, achievement there is. And uh, that's what is our motivation, is an opportunity to go play a game versus a great opponent, but at the end of the day, be called a winner. And uh, that's what all the motivation we need. So tonight, Notre Dame travels to the West Coast. Notre Dame, USC. Uh, ABC 630 should be a good game in a uh, highlight of day uh, games today. You have the early one, Michigan-Ohio State, and then you cap it off with USC-Notre Dame, two ranked teams, playing in the Coliseum tonight at 630. Uh, we do have news today that Nebraska has found their next head coach. Matt Rule is being reported to be the next head coach at Nebraska. Matt Rule gets fired by the Panthers midseason. I've said all season long, Tyler, that Matt Rule is the best name on the market because I thought what he did at Baylor and at Temple was fantastic and getting him back into the college game. I thought immediately he will have success on the college level, even though it didn't work for him in the NFL. This is huge for Cornhusker fans. Absolutely. And the way that he builds programs, like in the NFL, you have a short span to really build something, right? Like you get two, three years to have some positive momentum. Whereas in college, maybe you have a little more patience with you. And he built something at Temple. He built something at Baylor. And going back to Nebraska, a traditional power. And if if there's a head coach opening, you want to take them in the Big Ten and SEC. We've, we've seen now with Matt Rule and in all likelihood what's going to happen with Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Those are the two conferences you want to be a part of because of the uncertainty surrounding the rest of the sport. Like a lot of people, there was talk of Arizona State. Could Matt Rule maybe take the Arizona State job? Yeah. I would want to be in the Big Ten. I would want to be in the SEC right now because that's the most stable of the power conferences. Absolutely. So Nebraska, you get your head coach, Matt Rule. It should be huge. And we were kind of making fun of the Big Ten West. I mean, the Big Ten West is open for business. 
what the conference does with UCLA and USC when they move in, uh, will they create a different kind of setting where there's not the divisions? And also, would they create a pod system where maybe uh, Nebraska goes with USC, UCLA, and Minnesota, I'm guessing, and those four schools kind of play each other in a yeah. rotation where then you face off against the rest of the Big Ten? It'll be interesting to see how it breaks out. But it's it's big news and huge news for Nebraska uh, today. Pete Thamel reporting that Matt Rule and, and the school also uh, pointing out that they've reported that they've yeah. signed Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. So eight uh, years, I believe. Matt Rule to Nebraska. Uh, that's a huge hire for the Corn Huskers. We have the Heisman watch coming up next. Ah! More college football talk is right around the corner. Chicago's College Tailgate Show. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000, Chicago's College Tailgate Show. With Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000, and now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Chicago's home for sports. Thank you to Charlie Bevins for producing today's show. Thank you to Tyler Aki sitting in for Adam Abdallah today. Good luck to Abdallah in the Iron Bowl with Alabama and Auburn. A great day of college football kicks off in about five minutes here on on ESPN 1000. You'll hear Peggy and Dion coming up in five minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Let's get to the Heisman Watch. It's college football's highest honor. From now on, your name will be followed by the words Heisman Trophy winner. Here's Chris Fleck and Adam Abdallah. The Heisman Watch presented by Nissan United. All right, Tyler, here we go. All year we've looked at the Heisman Watch. This is the first week that we've seen a change at the top of the board on ESPN.com for their Heisman Watch. They get 12 voters to rank their candidates and this week, number one, Caleb Williams from USC, the quarterback. Number two, C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. Number three, Max Duggan, quarterback at TCU. And Blake Corum, running back from Michigan, is number four. Three of the four are in huge rivalry games today in huge spots where they can have their Heisman moment. Corum, who is going to give it a go today for Michigan, the running back. And then C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams, quarterbacks for their teams, both in big-time rivalry games today. Well, C.J. Stroud isn't going to beat Michigan without C.J. Stroud playing like at a Heisman level, in my opinion. I think that when, when you look at what Caleb Williams has, like he could get in a shootout and lose still because his yeah. defense can let him down. I think with C.J. Stroud, when you've got a defense as good as Michigan, you're going to have to really earn it right now. Um, although... I, we were talking with Doug Kazarian yesterday on Waddle and Sylvie, and I asked him, are there any futures, college or NFL, that you like right now that yeah. like mid-season you can get in or late in the season you can get in on? And he said really the only one he likes right now is Caleb Williams at even money to win the Heisman. That's the only one he's seeing a lot of value in right now. And if he goes out and proves it and wins this game against Notre Dame and gets himself into the playoff as a result of it, 
he certainly has a, a fantastic case. Right. The, the moment is in front of him. So he has the stats. Like, if you want to look at the Heisman and just yeah. say, what are the best stats that guy wins? His stats could be comparable to being a Heisman Trophy All winner. All these guys have the stats yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. And it's, it's the moment, right? So tonight against Notre Dame, can he put up a game where he's the best player on the field and then clearly... USC is where they're at because of the quarterback. Uh, can he make up for the bad defense? I, I think that's where the conversation goes. And then today, starting in three minutes, C.J. Stroud, you know, Ohio State's season hasn't gone the way they expected it to go. Uh, so he certainly has an opportunity as well. I, I, this is the first week. I don't see Drake May on the list after the, uh, the loss yesterday against NC State. Uh, Tyler, well, any you, thoughts you on want Drake it, May? You want him to kick field goals too, apparently. Well, I mean, you want him to May, kick listen, field goals. Drake May next season is going to be a Heisman front yeah. runner. It's going to be uh, a fun no Heisman doubt. race next year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, here on Chicago's College Tailgate, we're presented by Keeper's Heart, Irish American Whiskey, and Northwestern Athletics. Thank you to Tyler again sitting in for Abdallah. We have a great day of college football action in front of you. Michigan, Ohio State, the big nooner, kicking off in about three minutes. Uh, Chicago's College Tailgate, one more episode next Saturday at 9 a.m. We'll talk to you then. Peggy and Dion up next. This is Chicago's College Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and now on FM at 100.3 HD2.